Welcome to week number three, fantasy football fans. This is Juice in the Morning and Polly Sleepers coming to you uh, from the East Central Indiana. The, we are the number one uh, fantasy football podcast in East Central Indiana. We have a lot of people playing music over their phones. <laughs> it's all right. Mr. No worries. Technology no worries. There. It's hey, we're uh, we're working on our uh, our tech skills. We need to get somebody in here. That's we need to get an intern. Theme. That's your juice theme playing over. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to get an intern in here. So if you guys know anybody, let us know. Um, but once again, welcome back to uh, Juice in the Morning, Polly Sleepers Fantasy Football. How are you doing today, Paul? Good morning, Polly Sleepers fans. <laughs> we are all here. We got uh, there's so John. much to talk about this week. There's a lot. There's a lot to talk about, and uh, and we're ready, man. We're yep. all fired up. So how are you doing today, John? I'm doing. You good. bring you bringing the energy this week. I'm always bringing the energy. I don't know if you can tell by my monotone voice, but I'm always trying. <laughs> no, that's it's the one of the funniest things about John is that uh, I feel like we even when he's super excited, he doesn't sound that excited. <laughs> you just can't tell. But you just got to take his uh, his fantasy football knowledge for what it is, and then you the don't knowledge gotta, is key. That's yeah, why he's here. You don't got to worry yeah. about the uh, the tone of the voice. Yeah. And then we also have Jackson back in the studio. How are you doing today, man? Well, uh, my shoulder's good. Yeah. Besides I ran, that, I ran out of talent going to first, and then like the. the dude's a statue who was standing on the base ran into him got knocked down dislocated it felt like but this is softball by the way yeah yes. this is it starts telling a story that no <laughs> yeah, one knows about softball but other than that i'm ready to go go make some money this week well this week we have a very big guest for the podcast he's we're going to be calling him later and uh he's going to give us some of his uh, favorite players for the year but i want you to tell us a little bit about that paul who is this uh guest that we've got i teased it as a surprise guest i didn't put anybody's name on it for the facebook post and the twitter post uh Oh, I, I tagged him on my stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's Jim Jacks from Jim Jacks Sports News. Uh, he's huge on Twitter. He's got 47,000 followers. He's uh, wrote for ESPN affiliates. He's been on ESPN affiliate podcasts. Um, he has his own podcast. He does a lot of stuff. And, and I'll go into more of his bio later, but I wanted to tell the story real quick of how I landed this kind of high profile guy because uh, um, I he was talking about doing podcasts and I just, you know, I just commented in there. And this is back when we had like 200 followers on on Twitter and we've got like 850 now but yeah you're growing quickly so we're changing the world <laughs> I love it I changing love the game it. but back then I was like hey man I know we're really small fish but I'd love for you to do my podcast and he reached out and he was like yeah sure so I tried to book him like <laughs> nine weeks ago yeah. and he was like hey man you guys book your guests out nine weeks in advance uh yeah just like I don't know like hit me up later like the week before and I was like oh shit I scared him off <laughs> um but um um, last week we talked and he was like, yeah, I'll do it next week. And then I didn't hear from him for a while. Well, he's been in the hospital. He had a respiratory issue. So he reached out to me. I left the spot open, just hoping he would, he would hit me up. And on Monday he was like, uh, Hey man, I'll, you know, if we want to do some other time, that's fine. But I'd be love, I'd love to do your podcast this week. I'm working from home this week. And I was like, yeah, great. Yeah, so, um, he's a Raiders fan. So John should like that. And, um, he plays cool. fantasy football. He doesn't do uh, daily fantasy football like we do, but he's yeah, a purist. He's, yeah. He's in the a lot of leagues and he also has a wordpress if you go to wordpress uh jim Jax is on there but uh we'll have him on later and it's going to be great he's going to really elevate our exposure a lot awesome well some of the uh the biggest news and note that i would like to bring is uh i would say this is a a josh gordon love story that i have going on with my 
myself because Josh Gordon, I own him in multiple leagues. He's a guy that I've always rooted for. I've always been somebody that I, I always root for the underdog. I'm probably pretty basic in that in that aspect. And he just got traded to the uh, Patriots, which in my opinion, this is going to turn into one of those things that's going to potentially be a Hollywood movie at some point because I have a feeling that he's going to get in there and he's just going to take over and he's going to make the Patriots are already always a contender to be a champion. But having him there, I think it just completely like changes their entire offense. And I'm just excited for it. I want to see it. It's something I am I am going to be probably the happiest and most entertained if it goes the way I want it to go. Because you have a lot of share of him and you're a fan. I mean, are you expecting Randy Moss 2.0? I, that's what, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, I actually made a bold move in one of my fantasy leagues and I traded Gronkowski for a top tier running back because I have Josh Gordon on that team and... My team's pretty stacked, and I feel like I can lose that tight end to add the running back help. So with Josh Gordon being on the team and having a chance to score. Well, that field stretcher only helps Gronk. I can understand not wanting both those players. Well, it's, and it's not wanting um, to – it was the fact that I could get value from yeah. Gronk and also continue to have – I have um, Eric Ebron for the Colts as well. So like I feel like that's going to – I think he's going to continue to just rise and I keep think doing, so well as, doing well. I so. think so too. I, I posted a Twitter poll. It just came back a minute ago. Um, it received like 135 votes. And the poll was, does he finish this year as a top five, a number one, a number two wide receiver or a number three wide receiver. And again, when we say number one, number two, we're, you know, they usually base that off of a 12 team league. So if you say somebody's a number two, you say they're going to finish in the top 24. The results were interesting. 20% of those polled said he would finish as the top five. Yeah. Another 20% said he would be a wide receiver one. 30% said wide receiver two. And 30% said wide receiver so pretty three, evenly spread. Three or worse. So yeah. 60% of the people out there think he's a two or worse. But there's, you know, almost half the people say he's a one or maybe even the top five. So, I mean, those are all the ranges of outcomes. I just think it's the perfect environment for him to be in. He needs to play. He's played in 16.66% of his games the last 66 right. games. Yeah. So he needs to play, but um, I mean, he's definitely a field stretcher and, and the, the Patriots, here's what I don't understand. I want to ask you, Juice. How did they get him if there were 10 teams re- inquiring about him? How'd they get him for a five and then there's another seven added if he doesn't play 10 games? Because the Browns they- are fucking morons. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> That's literally the only thing I can think of. Because- but I mean, no one else offers Offered more than a that's, five. That's what I was thinking. The like, Raiders gave a three for Martavius Bryant. John right. knows that. So how did the Patriots get a? F- I, I Josh Gordon. I, like for I a said, five? I, I'm perplexed by that. That's one of the the strangest moves. Um, I think they also weren't the weren't the Browns coming out and saying specifically they weren't going to trade him to an AFC team. <laughs> yeah, and 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 then they completely flip flopped on that. They're like, I mean. The Browns are going to do Brown things. That's yeah. just what it is. Like it's just it's been that way the entire season. So. But I mean, if you think about it, they gave up a fifth round pick to go get Gordon. In a technicality, that's almost a sixth round with how like where it's going to be ranged right. at and stuff. It's like you're telling me there isn't 31 other teams out in the league that could have offered. Hey, I'll give a fourth. Hey, I'll give a fifth. Exactly. And it's like, exactly. I, I the other nine teams did. It, did the other nine teams that expressed interest? None of them gave more than a fifth. I mean, that's my. I mean, that's my dilemma. When yeah. we sit here in February. And they win the Super Bowl again because he blows up. It's like, damn, you guys missed your ball. Like, you missed your shot. Right. 
and, it, and, and at the very least, they could have gotten something better for it. But I just want to say that I'm uh, I'm looking for this uh, Cinderella story. That's what I'm going to be like. I'm going to keep my eye on it all year. And you guys will hear me talk about it on the podcast week after week because I'm going to be like, I guarantee you, even if it doesn't go well for a couple of weeks, I'm still going to be like, oh, man, he's still there. It's still a chance. Oh, because the happen. Josh Gordon truthers will yes. always hold on. Well, he showed up, to, he showed up today to yeah. practice. Hamstring is fine. Yeah. So that's the other screwed up thing about the Browns thing. But showed up today, number 10, because Brady wears number 12. So he's going to be number 10. So we hope that happens for you, Juice. Real, uh, quick, real quick, my favorite meme was... Uh uh, the the Elon Musk smoking weed on Joe Rogan's podcast and it says it says Josh Gordon shows up and they say what number you want and he says number 12 and you know he's like blowing the smoke out and he's like well that's Tom Brady's number and that just made me laugh my ass off I saw that one too that was funny <laughs> but yeah um, what else do we got going on around the league more drama Antonio Brown uh, broke Twitter for 48 hours because uh, someone who used to work for the team a trainer something like that said something about you know Ben uh, his value is is tied to Ben Roethlisberger and he commented back and said trade me and find out so everyone freaked out now in the in the midst of this he left early for a meeting he left the meeting early he didn't show up for a meeting and he didn't show up for practice Monday so is he, everybody's, he is back at practice though, he right? is back at practice now and, and okay. the in the you know the agent had to explain to everybody I was on Twitter saying hey guys he was commenting on a troll right you know he's not going to be traded but when he didn't show up to practice um, that could created a firestorm and there's already a lot going on there with bell not showing up but um tomlin uh, said that he disciplined brown and wouldn't go further into it so what usually happens in this situation is they don't start the game right. but still play a bunch of snaps so i don't know if he's going to be like technically not a starter which means he's out there on the second play or what has been the discipline you know they don't make them run laps like they're in high school right. i don't know i don't know what the discipline is but it was pretty big and a, and a lot of people very much overreacted like it happens on twitter all the time like he's going to get traded and he's not going to be traded but are, a lot of times those uh punishments just turn into fines are, yeah. and are the, could be a fine are the steelers imploding yes i mean it, it, you know what? It kind of started out like this last year and started out 0-3 and came back and, you know, and made noise in the playoffs and everything. And they've got a good guy, Connor, to replace Bell. They've got, you know, Juju is doing better than AB right now, you know. And, got and him on my team, too. Uh, love. <laughs> they are the AFC offensive version of what the Seattle defense was two, three, four years ago. Like the implosion will be the exact same thing. It, it's kind of sounding that way. I mean, you know, pretty soon the Patriots and the Steelers will fall and and not be those dominant teams. But I don't see the I don't see the, the I don't see either one of them. I mean, especially well, with the move the Patriots just made, I think they're both going to be fine for a while. The last Steelers thing that I wanted to get to was: uh, Did you guys see the picture of Le'Veon and how fat he looks? Yes, right now? and he does a, not look like he's in game shape. There's a lot of memes on that too. Like it's it's <laughs> riding bad. a jet ski. It, my brother said that. That um, Jerome Bettis said, "Man, he looks a little big." <laughs> this is the bus coming from that, the bus. That yeah. was his problem coming out of college; is he was too big, and then he lost weight, and that's right. how he he kind of looks like he's not planning on playing till week ten. Really, that's to what be I'm honest. saying. Or maybe it was a bad angle. Right. <laughs> Camera adds a hundred pounds. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. About know. That. Um, moving on, uh, you know, the big pickup for us week one. I told everybody to go pick up Connor, who's doing great. He didn't rush that much last week, but he got his touchdown and he got five catches for he's the one i yards. traded uh, gronk for oh okay yeah that very 
very good. So, I mean, he got five catches for 56 yards. He got his touchdown. He got you 19 fantasy points. So that's going to continue to be a good play. Um, the pickup last week was Philip Lindsay. I told everybody, you know, I'm watching the tape. I, you know, he's got talent. He, he was an undrafted free agent. They're not worried about giving him more opportunities than Royce, even with the draft capital. Um, whoever, dra- you know, people that drafted Devontae Booker have dropped him by now. The two-headed monster is, is, is Lindsay and Royce. And Lindsay just broke an NFL record. No undrafted free agent has ever rushed for 100 yards their first two weeks. And um, I don't know if it's going to take off, but uh, I know I bring up Twitter a lot because I'm, I'm on there all day long. But um, I, I want to do the hashtag diet Kamara. And yeah. so that's what I'm calling Lindsay is diet. Kamara. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, so that was a good pickup for us last week. We'll see if this week's big pickup is the same. I was talking to John about it. I think he might and has some pretty good stats to say why it might not happen. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Aaron Rodgers bone bruise is worse than it sounds. Um, yeah. Stefania Bell, um, who I know you, yeah. you know, because you know, people fantasy focus people dog Matthew Berry, but they all watch him. And it's a fun, it's a fun <laughs> and, podcast. And it's a fun podcast. You know, she's really good about injuries. She's, she was talking about this injury and it, it sounds worse than it is worse than it sounds. Yeah. People say, Oh, it sounds like worse than it is. This is worse than it. This is worse than it sounds. So do it's, we... it's bleeding. It's swelling. And he came out about 45 minutes to go ago and said that he is worried that the injury is going to get worse if he keeps playing. So do you think, uh, are we worried about him starting? Um, no, he's going to start, but you know, do we he, start? Him? He might, yeah, start him this week unless you get you know information that he's not playing. But I mean, he might miss some time and he might do some pretty serious damage. I mean, it, it's the it's a bone bruise on the knee, but there's there's some displacement there, and uh, like I said, swelling and bleeding. The big ramification I think for this is the people that drafted Aaron Jones that are waiting for him to come back this week from suspension are going to him as well. They're going to be disappointed. Don't start him. You got to wait. Um, Coach came out today and said he's behind. Okay. Jamal Williams and Ty Montgomery. And like I've been telling everybody for weeks, uh, ever since the injury, so I guess not for weeks, but for like a week and a half, Jamal Williams is a better pass protector. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason why I told people not to draft Rashad Penny and not to draft Ronald Jones, the guys that are getting dropped right now, is because mm-hmm. they can't protect. And Aaron Jones got two more yards per carry last year, but a lot less carries, and it's because of his pass protection. So as long as Rodgers is hobbled, uh, Aaron Jones is not going to see that much time. So I know we have a pretty tight schedule and rundown. Did we put in here for listener questions? And if we yeah. did, okay, so yeah. we're going to get to that later. Yeah, okay. I've got the questions Just making sure. Because I've got a couple, too, that got sent to me as well. More questions or more uh, injuries. Um, Melvin Gordon left the game with an upper body injury. I mean, Austin Eckler is viable. Um, he He's a pass-catching running back that's not game script dependent, which is unusual. Um, because if they're ahead, they're going to put him in the game and let uh, Gordon you know, take the rest of the day off. If they're behind, they're going to throw it to him. And his stats are amazing. Um, and he's done very, very well. So Eckler needs to be rostered. I mean, the last time he checked, he was on four. 42% of ESPN leagues. I mean, that's just, that's ridiculous. I mean, right. there's, that means over half the people, you know, he's just sitting on waivers right now. If he's on your waiver wire, pick up Eckler. Um, McCoy's got broken ribs or bruised ribs or no ribs, or <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. There's been so many different reports. I mean, it's a bad matchup this week versus the Vikings, but he's got an injury that needs to be monitored. Devonte Freeman's injury needs to be monitored. He has a knee. Um, there's a lot of different reports on that too. Initial reports that would, he would be out two to four weeks. Um, his OC said that he's not going to, 
you know, unlikely to play this week. Coach said he's day to day. Okay. So um, we played Tevin Coleman in DraftKings last week, and it was a smash play. We did it last year too when um, Devonte Freeman sits. Tevin Coleman's a huge play. IU boy. He had 139 ru- yards rushing last week and three catches for 40. Can yards. Tevin Coleman be the guy somewhere else? I mean, are they going? Yeah, is he, he going to go somewhere else? Yeah, he will be. He's on a contract year, and uh, they, there's that contract uh, year that I like. Yep, very unlikely to pay him and keep him um, unless you know Freeman suffers a you know career ending injury yeah, or something absolutely um, he is very likely to go to a team you know dynasty leagues are going to want to trade for him or have them on their roster because uh, depending on his landing spot yes he will go someplace and be the man in my opinion um, so uh, Wentz returns and is going to play against the Colts so we have Carson Wentz this week could be interesting you've got what a, what a good spot for him to come back <laughs> you've got you know Reich versus his former team they know our stuff we know their stuff it's going to be a chess match he's likely to maybe do a little bit more dump down passes um i think colts didn't look too bad last week no they look great they had a great game plan um just a perfect game plan it it was well executed too and their defense is better than advertised and darius leonard was defensive player of the week right 18 tackles 15 solo tackles it's crazy and then we've got a we got a defensive lineman that's uh getting back there a lot too he was getting some sacks i'm Uh, trying to remember what his name is he's a white boy uh, Marcus Hunt. Marcus Hunt. Yeah, yeah. He was a dra- he was he was a, he was a draft name stand. He <laughs> was an a, awesome name. He was a training camp standout. Yeah. Um, there's He's a lot dead. of injuries, guys. Ajahi um, was limited the first game with a lower body injury. He left this last game with an upper body injury. As you know, if you follow me and and are a fan, he has no cartilage in one of his knees, so his lower and middle and upper is all messed up. <laughs> um, so there's some you know there's some uh, ambiguity there too. You yeah, because he came back. He he came back to score a touchdown. Yeah. But they're saying that, you know, um, he's unlikely to play. But um, Coach, again, says he's day-to-day. It's right. kind of like the Devontae Freeman. But um, if he sits, my play of the week is Corey Clement. Yeah. Um, Chris Thompson had 14 catches last week. Um, and I think that Corey Clement is a smash play, especially on DraftKings. We played him on DraftKings last week. And this was knowing that Ajahi was going to play. We yeah. just liked his his opportunity. And um, I think John might disagree a little bit because of a guy named Wendell Smallwood. You were looking at catches. Is he not going to catch the ball? Am I totally off the base on this? I'm two for two on the pickup of the week here. Is this not the one? Um, Well, in 2017, it was Corey Clement who had 20 receptions over the entire season, and Wendell Smallwood had 16. Um, So the there's not kind of even difference there. Um, But Wendell Smallwood had a much smaller sample size of playing time. So well, Sproles is out too. So it's going to be those two guys. Mm-hmm. You know, is it going to be Clement? You know, you know, carrying the load and Smallwood getting the passes. If that's correct, then for PPR, Clement's yeah, not to, the play. Yeah. Um, and no one's going to play Wendell Smallwood. But I might on DraftKings. I don't know. Right. right. Um, Fitzgerald has a hamstring, but he's going to play. Hamstrings are bad for old people. <laughs> I think hamstrings are the, bad for anybody. That's what that's what I was going to say. That people say, oh, that that's bad for what. Will Fuller because he's a speedster. Uh, the hamstrings bad for Larry Fitzgerald. Can we just stop saying that? I mean, can we just start saying that hamstrings are bad for everybody, oh, yeah. especially uh, in in football? Um, so my hamstrings are bad right now. <laughs> I know my hamstrings are always tight. They're always on the verge of snapping. Um, <laughs> Leonard Fournette has a hamstring, um, so um, Yeldon might be a play again this week. But he is going to return to practice. He returned to practice today, limited. So Fournette owners are going to want to um, pay attention to that. Um, Blake Bortles is a stream right now. He had probably the best game of his life last week, um, throwing it into tight windows, hitting up Keelan Cole and D.D. Westbrook, just making 
making things happen. Really, that team is better without Fournette. Their stats are better. You know, Jackson's over there nodding his head, man. Do you totally agree? Dude, sorry. I was eating some combat. No, go ahead. 100% agree. So, in the- I love Bortles. Yeah. He's all right. Dude, his ex-girlfriend was like a dime piece. Like, if you just look up Blake Bortles' ex-girlfriend and like just, yeah, tuck it away. On a side note. Yeah, side note. But um, when Fournette's out, we have a good sample size, uh, five games. In those five games with Fournette out, Bortles averages 23.0 DK points. Like, Jesus. So, I mean, you honestly hope that Fournette's out and you play Bortles at 5,500. And yeah. I think we played him last year a couple of times when Fournette sat and, and smashed it. And uh, and uh, I, I love a dra- DraftKings play of him and Cole and Didi and, and, and building around there because they'll both get work mm-hmm. and it just allows you to spend so much money at other places. Right. The other injury um, is Joe Mixon, torn meniscus. He's going to miss a few weeks. Um, so Gio was, uh, you know, um, a big pickup this week, but he's limited in practice right now. So they drafted Mark Walton from University of Miami. I'm not saying go out and pick him up, but if you're in a deeper league or dynasty league, like if you have a uh, you know a larger bench or it's a 14 team league or something like that, Mark Walton might be somebody to look at. He's kind of a geo uh, prototype. Um, 5'10", 202 pounds. I'm just saying because Joe Mixon is not going to play and if Gio doesn't play either, um, the bad news is they have the Ravens. So, tough matchup. Tough matchup. Although the Ravens didn't look too strong this week either. Right? Um, no, not thing? as good. No, not as good as the first week. Right, and they uh, showed a little bit of. Uh, it was the Bills they were playing the first week. No, the, yeah. the Bengals play the Panthers this week. Oh, the Bengals play the Panthers they this played week. The Ravens. Oh, that's right. Week. They already played the Ravens right. that game. I, mean, I think <laughs> Southport High School could probably beat the Bills. Right now. And I mean, that's not saying they're good, but yes. I mean, just yes. the Bills suck that bad. That's why I, it was so forgettable. That's why I forgot. Uh, Dalvin Cook returned to practice. You're good there. Jarvis Landry is the last injury we have to talk about because this is a Thursday game. He has a knee injury and sometimes these Thursday games make it hard for these guys to come back they have a shorter week so um, you know Jarvis Landry owners just pay attention don't be that guy that plays the guy that's out and gets the zero yeah, not paying attention no one else likes that especially if you're playing a guy that somebody really wants to see lose and then you post up that zero because you're not paying attention so pay attention to Jarvis Landry all right, so John, I think you prepared for us a little bit of uh, waiver ads for this week, and I think uh, anybody listening, pay attention to these because uh, I got a couple of questions on you know picking up this guy or this guy based on how waivers went through. So uh, John, give us a little bit of rundown on this. Okay, so I got two wide receivers, two running backs, two tight ends, and a quarterback for you guys. Um, the quarterback is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. If people, it's magic. Uh, I love it. Fear the beard. <laughs> Dude, the picture with him and like McGregor, like who the awesome. fuck is that guy? Like it's the greatest thing ever on the on social media. That picture was awesome. The picture of him in the in the track, track suit in the shades is the best ever. And yeah. I think I posted that he got three women pregnant while he was standing there at the podium. <laughs> and um, I, I immediately texted everybody and said, "That's the that's the Halloween costume of this year." Yes, 100%. yes, just dripping with swag. Anyway, go ahead, John. Um, you know, it's it's hard to believe in Fitzpatrick because he's been so up and down for his entire career, but he's going up against the Steelers this week, and they've obviously not been able to stop anybody, including the Browns, so um, that's a good pick up there. Um, first running back, I was going to go with Giovanni Bernard. I wasn't aware that he was hobbled. And he missed practice, but you know, who knows? Maybe he looks good in that game, They though. might just be holding him out because they need him really bad, yeah. so that could be a very good pick up. So, um, 
going with him against Carolina, Carolina gave up 107 yards and 6.7 yards per carry for Tevin Coleman and then four receptions for 18 yards, I think. And then the week before, they gave up 15 runs for 16 yards to Ezekiel Elliott and three receptions for 17 yards. So um, he should be able to put up points for you, it's, especially with Joe Mixon being out. There should be no issue there. Um, another good pickup is going to be Chris Godwin, um, he's actually second in targets on that team. I know Deshaun he Jackson, uh, Tampa Bay. Okay. So you uh, like Godwin over Jackson? <clears throat> Man, Jackson I do. had some big catches. He That's his thing. He's always dependent right. on those 75 exactly. touchdowns. Yep. So if he doesn't get it, then he's putting up like three or four points. Um, I like where it. Chris Godwin is actually the second on the team in targets behind Mike Evans. Deshaun nice. Jackson's third. Um, so keep Chris Godwin in your sights. Austin Eckler, we kind of talked about him already. Um, but against the LA Rams, I think this is a matchup where Austin Eckler could be the guy that they try to use to, you know, break the uh, LA Rams defense because, you know, they got those strong cornerbacks. They got the strong safeties, their D line strong. So they're going to attack the middle of the field. The Raiders um, two weeks ago had Jalen Richard with nine receptions for 55 yards. Yeah. Austin Eckler is the same kind of running back yeah. and do the same kind of thing. So I agree. Eckler is a smash play this yeah. week, in my opinion. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you think about it too with like Gordon, like, yeah, he's bigger than Eckler. And I mean, yeah, he's more, he can catch the ball, but it's like that shiftier, smaller guy, almost like how Kamara and Ingram are. Like that style just, I mean, people can't tackle Kamara because he's so damn loose. That's the same thing with Eckler. So I think he's a great play. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, they might give uh, Melvin Gordon a little bit of a lighter load because he did come out early last week. I haven't heard that his injury is significant in any way, but um, I still think Austin Eckler is that matchup matchup guy this week so um the second wide receiver i have on here is keelan cole um they jaguars are playing against the titans they gave up two receivers 100 yard and touchdowns the titans look really bad yeah they had so the really bad at football yeah yeah they had yeah like really bad like let's not let's keep an emphasis on the bad gave up 100 yards and a touchdown to uh uh, Hopkins last week and 100 yards and a touchdown to Fuller last yep. week. So um, Keelan Cole is a good play there. I and mean, that can't catch. Cover anybody. Did you guys see that catch? Yeah, one-handed. Yep. It, it was, to me, better than OBJ's oh, yeah. catch. It was. Just because he was... He like palmed it. Like 10 feet... Like it was 10 feet in the air too. I mean, right. that was literally like but the corner the is right there him. on him yeah. while he catches it like with the Odell like the corner's already out of bounds like yeah the corner had fallen down with a, a <laughs> right tighter coverage I mean that was an amazing catch who else do you like John um, so I got two tight ends coming up here um, Eric Ebron I think is a good play this week against Philly's defense they gave up three receptions for 96 yards to OJ Howard last week and I think he's just eating up man I was I was watching I, I've been a big fan of like obviously the Colts I'm always a big fan but this year I feel like I have a lot more uh, they have a lot more momentum and I'm more interested in watching them and I've been watching Ebron and he just gets all the looks compared to Doyle Doyle doesn't really get anything he gets he doesn't get the snaps yet he's like 38 percent played 15 percent only played 15 snaps last week 15 yeah. snaps yeah so but i think as trust is gained um that'll go up and he has huge touchdown equity yeah. i think they practice those little fade drop plays right. a lot For sure. in yeah. camp and uh teams aren't ready to guard him yet because they everybody thinks he still can't catch the yeah. ball exactly but i mean they're um, running doyle off off the line and then you put ebron on the slot or out wide like he provides a mismatch against anybody it doesn't matter if it's safety or a bigger cornerback like 
tight end Luck is, is going to throw to him. Tight end is tough, just like it's been the last few years, and there's not much out there. And I think Ebron is a huge pickup. Yep. Um, yeah, he scored 12 points in the first week, 15 points in the second week, and that's with limited snap action. Right. So, I mean, he's. I think he's a good pickup for those people who are short on tight end points. Um, and then I got Will Disley, uh, tight end for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he did score a touchdown for them last week. Um, there's just not a lot of talent there in that's Seattle. That's definitely a deep pull right there because I've never heard that name before in my life. <laughs> the Big Montana is who they call him <laughs> on the fantasy footballers. People are worried about uh, Dixon coming back, but um, Disley also has a very good matchup this week against it's Dallas. Dallas. They give they give up a lot of points to that position. I think that's a great pickup too. Yep. And um, those guys are probably on the on the waiver wire. I don't know about Ebron though, because I mean, I guess yeah. it just depends on the leagues he you're was, in. Because he was I'm only rostered of, on like forty two percent of okay. teams. Because I'm in a bunch today. of like yeah. Colts fan leagues, so he's yeah. like already picked up. In he's almost probably every league. in most of our leagues, yes. But yeah. around the nation, he's, he's people listen to this and there. don't have a bunch of Colts homers on their, uh, their fantasy football leagues. Yep. Was that it for your pickups? Those are all of my waiver wire pickups. There's a few week. other guys that I would like to add. Um, John Brown is available on a lot of waiver wires, and he has a touchdown in both weeks. Um, John Brown is amazing. I've always wanted to really, like, you know, I've wanted to root on this player, but he has the sickle cell trait, and if he gets hurt, it's usually, like, missing double time yeah. than normal. But he's been targeted a lot, getting um, leading the – the team and red zone targets as well. I think he's going to be a go-to guy, and um, and Crabtree doesn't look to be the number one there. It looks to be John Brown, and he's out there, so I think you could pick him up. Yeah. Geronimo Allison is getting like eighty-eight percent of snaps, and he um, had a decent week last week. I think seven catches for sixty-three. He scored the first week. Quincy Anunua is still out there in league, so if Quincy Anunua is on the waiver wire, pick him up. He's going to be a target monster. The rookie um, is that's kind of his binky, you know. His the, his go to guy. Who's the quarterback there? Um, Josh. Sam yeah, Sam. And where Sam did he Darnold. go to school? Oh, you like the USC guy? Yeah, they got their ass kicked <laughs> on Saturday night. So that's a, we'll drop it. Jackson's from there. a USC guy, but I definitely agree with uh, Godwin. But um, you know, I say Deshaun Jackson. It, you know, is different right now because he's playing out of the slot, which he used to like twenty years ago when he played, um, <laughs> and he hasn't lost a step. Like he he ran a four four in the combine and I think he's I swear he still runs a 4-4-8 but like his step is like his slow step is still faster than so many other people's good step and we talk about the slot players Juju is feasting right now Michael Thomas is feasting right now Deshaun Jackson is out of the slot in that offense and that offense looks potent Um, I'm not disagreeing with the Godwin play I think all those guys are plays so um, I would also say you know because of that pick up OJ Howard too Mm -hmm. and if uh, Jameis sees more playing time he targets the tight end more so oj howard will be a good play and he had a 75 yard yeah. touchdown and they've completely catch last week phased too. out came and out of the offense completely yeah. phased him out all right so we got also coming up jim jacks all right jim jacks is not available at this moment but we have jackson mears with us and he's ready to dive deep into draft kings so what do, what do we got going on this week you, we haven't won the big money yet that yeah, I've been expecting. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on here, guys. Man, we were we were close last week, and honestly, I mean, we were we were good week one, good week two. But I mean, like I was telling you guys earlier, I mean, if you can hone in like on our lineup and possibly do a little different differentiation to it. I mean, you're looking at 50, 60, 70 point swings. So, I mean, just go for it. <laughs> there I it mean, is. There it is. There it is. Hold Jim's on. calling us. <laughs> well, hey, hey, how's it going, Jim? 
Hey, how you doing? Sorry I missed your call. I picked up and it hung up. That was my fault. No, no worries at all. This is Justin Juice Kelly. This is the Juice in the Morning podcast, but we're doing basically an NFL season-long thing with uh, Polly from Polly Sleepers. So I'm going to let him just kind of sure. talk to you and introduce himself as well. Hey, Jim, it's Polly. Thanks for calling great. back. How are you? How you doing, Polly? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's so glad to, to have you on the show. Um, and uh, oh, sure. really happy to talk fantasy football with you. Uh, how many leagues are you in? Um, I'm in four. Uh, I usually am in a lot more, more, like seven or eight of them. But this year I got a little bit ill and I didn't get a chance to really study and uh, get into it. But uh, we've been doing one league for, we're going on our 20th year. So I started in 98. So uh, when it first kind of started being a thing. Those are fun. Uh, my St. Elmo uh, boys, shout out to my St. Elmo Steakhouse boys. We're, we've been in the league for 18 years. Um, I was going to ask you, like, w- what's the right amount? You, I hear this a lot. Like, how many is too many? I'm in six this year, which is twice as many as I ever have been. And I always said that two is kind of a good number. Like, what's the right amount? I mean, does it just depend on how much free time you have? I'm with you. I do two or three. I usually, the problem is you'll have family members or friends and they'll ask you to be in one or they'll have problems filling filling it a league. I had one league this year with uh, friends that were writers, new friends that I had made and they asked me to be in the league. So I didn't really study at all. That was my first draft. I really barely studied and uh, but I did it just to kind of be friends and of course I, it was a 14 team league and oh, I got geez. the last pick so uh, <laughs> oh, geez. It, was, it was bad karma. That is brutal I mean I, I'm in two 12 team leagues and those are a lot harder and I can't imagine doing more than that and I picked in the 12th spot in one of them and that is pretty brutal so 14 has got to be a tough pick so who were your first two picks in your 14th team league do you remember? I think I picked uh, that I'm thinking about it. In that league, they're really heavy with wide receiver, uh, so they give a lot of points to the wide receiver. So uh, I think my first pick was a wide receiver. Uh, I think it was Hopkins or someone. Uh, there really wasn't that many available. And I think my second pick was uh, uh, McCaffrey uh, out of, uh, that was the best running back that was available. And he's pretty um, much a wide receiver anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I, I got him and uh, and then after that I just kind of winged it and I mean, it took, I forget, 30, you know, 28, 29 slots before you pick again. Oh, You're looking and all the great, good players are gone. So That's, that's uh, the I worst place to chances. be. <laughs> Oh, it's awful. That's why I thought it was a joke. I thought they had done it to me on purpose, but uh, no, it, it was a random. Uh, so I just kind of got uh, unlucky. So I, I picked guys at the end. There was a lot of bench players. So I picked uh, Edelman. I picked uh, even Des Bryant uh, just to kind of maybe it's a flyer. These signs, I get lucky. Yeah, I get lucky. So you, when you're drafting that late and you're kind of screwed, you're you, you just kind of go for hopes and uh, you know things like that. My friend was in a league like that, and he a 16 person league, and I have no idea how you win in that, but he got <laughs> Mahomes. 
<laughs> so that's how you win. <laughs> so everything looks okay for him right now. Right. Um, I was reading your uh, WordPress and I did some uh, little research on you, and and I just wanted to bring up some stuff, just non-football related, for a second, just because a lot of this really um, fascinated me. I mean, you have done. Um, stuff for ESPN affiliates. Um, you, you're you have culinary background. You do a lot of podcasts. You have your own podcast. You were the director of respiratory care um, at a hospital. Yeah, I started when I was really young. I was a party animal, and my <laughs> friends and I really weren't going anywhere. And I did a lot of bad things. Uh, I didn't get arrested or anything, but we were real mischiefy. And I got the, and I started dating the valedictorian of our high school. And she was number three in grade point average. I think I was number 180th. Uh, <laughs> so I wasn't really, I wasn't really uh, hitting the books too much. Uh, hey, I think we're on the same, same side really, of things here. Yeah, you guys outkicked your coverage, yeah, right? <laughs> the important things in life. But she got me into respiratory care and I I really like the excitement of it you're dealing with life support systems ICU, CCU, you're on the code team so the worst of the worst uh, patients you see and it was exciting uh, and and fun so I was in the, the East Bay at a hospital here and it, at that time there was a lot of gang violence so we oh, would wow. it would be a night four, five, six shootings and they just roll in and uh, you see some of the craziest things too when you because uh, I started out at nights and then I moved up the ladder. I worked on my days off. I moved up the ladder really quick and became the the director uh, within like three years, nice. which was kind of unheard of. And I just got really lucky. They liked me, and everything went as planned. I have a lot of stories that uh, you'd have to get a couple drinks in me before I tell you about <laughs> some of the scandals. But our, our the company I worked for was the largest uh, healthcare organization in the United States. Oh, wow. And we were in the, the biggest scandal in history at that time. And I wasn't involved, but our CEO was. And, and some of the things that they had done were just horrific. So oh, wow. I had signed a three-year contract. I said, I'm getting out of here. I started a sleep lab, went on, had my own sleep lab. We did our own respiratory care. Uh, and then I, a friend of mine from church that I went to said, well, do you want to coach basketball? And that's when kind of my sports career started taking off. It was in, uh, I started writing for, for different sites and I ended up being the athletic director there. Uh, I coached a varsity sports there, created a sports program. I'm kind of one of those guys that I'm there for about five, 10 years. And then I kind of move on. I, I set it up, I get everything going and then I get bored and then I just kind of moved on. So what, what kind of a long winded way, but what started my, I really wasn't into the writing. I worked at that time in the early 2000s for a company that is now probably one of the biggest sports companies online uh, uh, that is going. But at that time, the guys, no one took it seriously. I, w I wrote for ehow.com and about.com for, uh, for medical things. But I started doing it and then all of a sudden, uh, I stopped because it was just, a, I was mostly doing the Raiders and the Raiders sucked for so long. It was just a <laughs> negative experience. Small then I came childhood. back and I wrote an article. I wrote an article the night that Ken Stabler died and I wrote oh, it wow. and it went, it went viral. I mean, I couldn't believe it. University of Alabama calls me up. 
can you come on our radio show? Uh, you know, can we use your uh, thing into the sports uh, paper? And can we use your article on online and on our Alabama website? And oh, then wow. ESPN people started, con- yeah, ESPN people started contacting me. CBS, Fox. So all of a sudden, uh, I'm I'm sitting there you know, drinking coffee in my office. And now all of a sudden I'm on national radio shows and it just kind of took off from there. And I was about to quit. I didn't want to write anymore. And it was just boring me. I, I thought people were mean online. And then after that, Oh my God, it just took off. And, and I started, I, I got a job for another company, but my first article I gave them, they wouldn't let me write it because they said it was anti NFL. Oh. And I was writing about the concussion, the concussion trials. So and what how, year was this? Uh, what year was this? About three years ago. And uh, I wrote uh, two years. Yeah, when Kenny died, he died two years, two and a half years ago. Yeah. So it was like in 2015. And a site, uh, and a big site, they had me write for them and they were editing everything I was saying. They told me I had to be positive. I didn't, they didn't want to tick off the NFL. So I just said, I'm doing this by myself. I'm not going to write for anybody and I'm not going to be told what to do. And that's what I did. And all of a sudden I got all these Twitter followers and it just blew up. It feels like you have uh, done a really good job of being in the right place at the right time and putting in the work for that. So that's really impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm just in awe right now listening to you just to let you know. Where do you live out there? Oh, well, thanks. A lot of luck too. <laughs> so yeah. Where do you live out there, Jim? Uh, I live in Northern California, uh, up where all the fires were. I, I'm kind of one of those guys when I was in college, they used to call me code blue because it seemed like every time I worked or every time I was around something disastrous <laughs> would happen. And it was just a crazy time. So here I am, I'm sitting at home and you, you got, we had all these fires and we had something, uh, the Nelson fire, which was literally blocks away from my house. And I, and my brother-in-law, contacts me and says, look, look over there, there's smoke. And I'm like, what? And I look and there's smoke coming over our neighbor's house. So I look and the, and the mountain is on fire. Jesus. So I, so I call 911 and like any person in the new millennium do, I start recording on my cell phone and I call 911 and she's panicking. So when I know, I know we just turned. Oh, that's when it's out, bad. So. When you call 911 and they're like, oh yeah, shit, are so you serious? Like, uh oh. What's the nature so of your emergency? Neighbor, uh, the mountains on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, I know. Oh my God. So anyway, so my neighbors are panicking. They all come in and, oh, evacuate, leave. They're all, you know, cats and dogs living as one. It's insane. And I said, I'm going to walk up there and see. So I literally walked up to the fire and the firemen, it took them 25 minutes to get to our area. So here I am filming while it's on fire and no one's there. Wow. So I put my live videos on Instagram and all of a sudden channel four is contacting me. Can we talk (laughs) to you? Can we, you know, so, uh, so, then I look to the right. So if you go on my Instagram, you could see the live uh, reports I did of the fire when it was on. That's, and I literally walked feet from it. That's crazy. And I, yeah, the funniest thing I did was there was this huge guy, had to be 6'4", 250. He looked like he played football before. And he was, he lived near me. 
and he ha- he worked for NBC, and he said uh, he starts filming, and I go, oh my god, there's some friends. There. The fire was ten feet from their house, and these houses were not million dollar homes, but those houses were million, two million dollar homes, wow. huge homes. So I said, let's go help. And I grabbed him and he goes, whoa, whoa. He goes, my knee kind of hurts. <laughs> and I don't know. So he's making all these excuses. I go, are you freaking kidding me? So I went and I helped out one of these people. And then they they finally evacuated us. And the fire literally got probably 10 feet from their home. Oh, my God. Um that's that's an amazing story. Um, you're a Raiders fan, and John. Speaking of a fire, a dumpster <laughs> yeah, fire. Yeah, no, if we, if we could keep fire. talking about fires, John here is in the studio with us. John Marchbanks. He um, he watches games and helps uh, and helps uh, stat games out for Pro Football Focus. And um, he's oh, a Ra- hey John, how you doing? He's a Raiders fan yeah, too, so you guys can uh, cry a little bit. Why do you get rid of Khalil Mack? Yeah, what do you guys got going on? Yeah. I- you know, I my father started going to the games before I was even a thought in 1960 when the when they used to go to the restaurants and they would give kids and my dad was just a kid, but they would give kids, adults, anyone that would hand that would take a ticket because no one was really going to the games and they played at Candlestick Park and Frankville Field. So we have a long history. I'm friends with some of the ex players. Uh, I, I have real connections with the Stabler family. They invited me to the Hall of Fame with them. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, so I, I consider these people friends. So I, I so, but I've kind of, when they moved to LA, I kind of became more abstract where I, I realized this is a business. I don't really matter if the fan does. So, up a little bit so I'm a fan but I also am unique where I'm very honest and some Raider fans have not liked that where I'm I I have not predicted the Raiders have a winning record in 15 years <laughs> other than last year and I was wrong so so I'm not one of these Pollyannas that they're going to the Super Bowl every year I was very reluctant a little bit on John Gruden because of his offense I hate that dink and dunk West Coast offense now I understood it when Gannon and Tim Brown and Jerry Rice were were on the team, I'm faster than those guys. So I know that you had to do a dink and dunk offense. But now you have Martavis Bryant, you have Cooper, Speedsters, and you have Carr who could throw 60 yards on a dime. And so I'm going, I told everyone, I wrote this before the season, I said, the thing you got to worry about is, is he going to do this dink and dunk offense? and zone schemes and all this stuff with the blocking. And if he does, this this team is more for speed. This team is more throw it downfield. They need to open and, it up like the Chiefs are doing or something like that. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Andy Reid is like – Andy Reid gets nervous if you throw it past three yards. <laughs> and, right. But – but he, I used to call Alex Smith the Ichabod Crane of the NFL because the guy won't throw past five yards. Right. And that, and so Andy Reid, to his credit, has embraced Mahomes because Mahomes in college, he would just chuck it anywhere. I, I watched one game in Oklahoma against Oklahoma, and I think the final score was like sixty-nine to sixty-two. I know that game, and it was just so, it was some crazy game. I remember he threw it in quadruple. Co- and his guy out jumped the Oklahoma guys. Gotta have and faith I in your receivers. Is, oh, he's fearless. He's 
he stares down receivers a little bit too much sometimes, but the guy's got a rocket arm and he's accurate. And I think he's a breath of fresh air. I'm tired of this West Coast offense. I'm I'm an old school Raider. I want to see Cliff Branch catching 90 yard passes. I want I want to go in down the Sabres throwing deep. I, I, that's what I like in football. I love deep balls. Uh, so this offense is really cringing me. And I knew when <laughs> it's cringe, traded, it's cringeworthy. I understand what they're saying. <laughs> I, I, I understand what they said with Mac. They don't want to pay him that much money. Uh, but I'm, I think the Raiders have not picked a defensive, a true defensive lineman since 1998. And in that time, they picked nine defensive backs in the first round, and it hasn't worked. The NFL has changed. You have to get to the quarterback. You got That's a pass why rush. the Rams are paying Buku. Got to have a pass rush. The Chargers. I mean, yeah, these rules are too. They make passing way too easy. Wide receivers can prance through the middle. Can't even barely hit them anymore, or it's a penalty. So the Raiders, though, have this obsession that they want the Soul Patrol. They want the old school Willie Brown, Jack Tatum, and it's it, you're not going to win that way. You have to have a defensive front seven that kicks butt and gets to the quarterback and stops the run. The Raiders haven't got the memo yet. I still don't believe in what they're doing. The Raider fans, oh my God, we got the greatest pass rush. Pre, I warned them in preseason. This is not the real world. This is fake. Let's see what they do in the real season. I just rewatched the Raider game for the third time and when they rush four, uh, against Denver and when they rush four guys they do not have a pass rush I can't believe you they just said you watch play. the game for the third time that's that's just <laughs> that's dedication yeah. you know what I, I really love so I used to coach with my dad my that was a long-time coach in Napa, great coach. So I, uh, I really love the film, and I'm I, that's why I like PFF. I love the stats. I love the film. But I counted, and it was amazing how poor their their uh, pass rush was when they just rushed four guys. It, it was almost scary bad. Uh, and even when they blitzed a linebacker, it wasn't that great. Their biggest success was blitzing DBs, and that's where they did better. But yeah, I, I, I predicted the Raiders 7, 9, 8, and 8, and I'm probably sticking with it because their uh, schedule is, is really easy. They don't play a team that won a playoff game for the rest of the year. Oh, wow. Um, I'm glad you brought up how the league is changing and we talk about that a lot of times on our show and I talk about it on Twitter there's just you know there's teams that are going to get left in the dust it's kind of like some of these car dealerships that are left that are stuck in 1980s you know Uh, it's all internet now and some of these guys are still wearing their ties and like hey you know what's it going to take to make a deal that's what I feel like John Gruden is doing with this team you know let's talk about um, you know how the, the game is changing and what players you really like in fantasy this year I think fantasy has greatly changed too because if you look at you know the days of the LT and I won so many leagues with with uh, Tom Brady it, it isn't ridiculous it's ridiculous the year that they he had his record year they were loaded and they had such a good offensive line I picked Tom Brady first in wow. a yearly league and everyone thought I was nuts and he was by far the highest scoring player uh, so I think when you talk fantasy you have to look if you're talking uh, 
a dynasty, you have to look, one, what's the shape of the team? When people were taking, uh, what's his name, Johnson from uh, uh, the Cardinals, they were, I just David thought Johnson. that was insane. Yeah, because their O-line, they just traded the best, or they just lost their best uh, o- o- uh, tackle in Valdir. Their they, they their great coach retired. They have no quarterback. Uh, Sam Bradford, is, that guy's been stealing money for years. And I'm an Oklahoma <laughs> fan, so I love Sam. He's a great guy. Does a lot off off the field, but oi. Uh, but anyway, so their offense is teams are just filling the box. They're putting seven and eight in the box and saying pass. And so a guy like that. I don't see his future real good in the next couple of years. Where you look at Thomas of, of New Orleans, Brees yes. says he wants to play a couple more years. That guy has got, he makes silly plays sometimes, like the other day when he fumbled after he made a, uh, you know, after yeah. he makes the first down, he should just fall. And instead he's reaching out for more yards and he fumbles. But he's, he's learning, but God, that guy's got great talent. Um, and I also love Saquon Barkley in college. There was nothing he could do. And he reminds me a lot of Emmett Smith. And I think that he's going to be a superstar. Eli Manning, his days, he's never been a great quarterback, but now he, he missed a lot of passes. He doesn't look down. He doesn't look downfield anymore. And I think that's going to really benefit Barkley because that line is not very good. I mean, they drafted Will yep. Hernandez and Will Hernandez has been pretty good, but that line's not good. He doesn't look downfield anymore. I mean, that's going to be, what did Barkley catch the other day? 14 balls. Yeah. And, and but, but I think he's also scared of being in the New York media, I dated a girl from New York for a short time and they're just a different animal. That is just a crazy place. And their media is, is the most vicious, even more than Philly. It's the most vicious media I've ever seen. So I think he's really freaked out about, cause a lot of people wanted him out oh, this yeah. year and They'll they didn't want to play. And, and I think, yeah, and I think he's like, I am not going to screw up. I am going to be, play it safe, and it's you've got the best receiver in, in the NFL. Throw the dang ball downfield. Let, allow your players to make plays, and I agree with you. I, uh, Eli Manning made his name by those two great uh, drives he did in the Super Bowl and having an amazing defensive line uh, that beat the Patriots. But uh, but I, I agree with you. But I love Saquon Barkley. He's that guy that can just do it all. So if when I'm picking fantasy, if I was picking when you pick dynasty, to me, if I'm an offensive player, I look at one. Who, what's their what's their scheme? What are they doing? Are they throwing 30 or 40 uh, times a game? Or are they running? Are they grinding? I also look at how good their offensive line is. The line and the quarterback are key. Because if you can't pass the ball, I don't care if you're the best running back in the NFL, you're not going to get the stats. So I think those are the things that I look at. And obviously age uh, is a, is a big deal, but I think that there's still, it's, it, I think dynasty is still evolving. I think it's still in the younger stages and I think there's a lot to learn about it. Uh, but I think what people should do is, is trust your instincts. If you have a formula, I, I have a formula when I do my drafting, uh, and when I, when I do my fantasy, and usually I do really well. Uh, I'm, I'm a diamond, uh, uh, level and I was actually asked to be in the Yahoo Hall of Fame 
for fantasy wow. uh, and I didn't do it. I thought that was weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a schmuck on the couch and I'm going to be in some hall of fame. But, uh, so I, I take, I took it really seriously cause I was going against, I'm going against my friends and I want to beat them. But I think the big thing is people, I do not follow Yahoo Sorry, Yahoo. I do stuff for Yahoo sometimes, but sorry, Yahoo. But I don't follow the experts. I don't follow. It's kind of like we have an old saying in the in the medical field. What do you call a guy that that barely passes medical school? Doctor. Right. <laughs> and that, and and that's what I told ESPN. I, I talked to a couple of people who do. I said, "What's your guys' success rate?" I want to follow guys that win leagues right. or at least are competitive in leagues. There's one guy in Yahoo that's been doing this for years. He's never even won a league. Why <laughs> am I going to listen to him? The guy's a good looking guy and he's got great personality, but that isn't winning me leagues. Uh, you know, it may be great for dating, but it's not going to yeah. help my league. There are so, a lot so of experts what, out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, if I were, what I stopped doing 10, you know, 15 years ago, I stopped listening to experts. Yeah, I that's stopped good listening advice. to what they said. That's and, good and advice. I did it. Yeah, and I did it on my own. I don't know how many times people told me, play this guy, pick this guy, and they would play him all year, and he would get nothing. Yep. He would just be horrible. T.Y. Hilton was a great one the other uh, a couple years ago. He was horrible, and it wasn't his fault because they had no quarterback. But yet he was a top wide receiver pick. He wasn't even he wasn't even on my draft board. He shouldn't I, have I been with Andrew Luck out of the yeah, lineup. Exactly. I mean, he, just, yeah. he got overdrafted. So, but yet, but yet, a lot of ESPN, a lot of people just had him so high up. When DHB uh, was with the Raiders, oh my God, it was that was one of the whole, most horrible picks of all time. But anyway, DHB <laughs> was on the Raiders, and he um, he he here he had one game, and then for five weeks he's trending as a top fifteen, top twenty wide receiver. I'm a Raider fan. He's never a top fifteen. Top no, 10 I'm pretty sure I owned him that receiver. year. We call, we just oh, call him oh, uh, Jim. We just call him DH because he drops the B. <laughs> oh, he, he does. And you know what's funny? I think is the best he ever was at Maryland was a second team All American. If you get the book that uh, the ex Raider uh, uh, front office did a great book, I'll, I'll email you the name of it. And I've read it, and it had all the re. It, it they talked about their relationship with Al Davis for twenty years and how they drafted, how they picked. Al Davis purely went by the 40 times. Yep, the fastest so guy on the field. Yep. Was, yep. Yeah, well, so when Crabtree was the number one wide receiver, Al hated his 40 times, so that was the only reason he picked. DHB wasn't even that good at Maryland. Um, there was a story that was really funny. Uh, when Marcus Allen came out of USC, Marcus Allen was the slowest wide re- or slowest running back probably in the draft. He ran a four eight forty, so he had no speed. The front office knew how good Marcus could be, though. So what they did is they lied to Al Davis and told him he ran a four six nine forty. So they so Al Davis because he ran a four six nine forty and he wasn't super slow. Al Davis picked him. They, that's <laughs> they amazing. I've never heard that. They had to lie to Al. I've never to, heard oh, that. Oh, you should get this book. This book has so many 
insights in it about Al Davis and his relationship with all his players. Uh, there's a famous story, uh, Phil Villapiano, I'm friends with their friend, Villapiano, the nicest people in the world. Uh, hey, Andrea, uh, that's his daughter. But uh, he, uh, Phil said he got a call and he went up to uh, uh, the NFL, or Phil got a call from Al and Al said, do you like this guy Chandler? And he says, sure. And uh, uh, the wide receiver Chandler uh, uh, out of uh, Buffalo. And he goes, well, I just traded you for him. Uh. <laughs> I mean, that's how cutthroat Al could be. Uh, and I still think, because the Raiders were moving to L.A. at that time, and Phil Villapiano spoke out against it. And I still think Al held – Phil says he swears he didn't, but I think Al held a grudge against him. But I'll get you the name of that book. Any Raider fan should read it. It is fascinating That's awesome. to tell you exactly what happened with Al Davis during the drafts, during the pre-drafts. Just amazing. Jim, it's been so nice having you on, man. We're kind of running on our time, but I, I was just, you know, I was happy to talk fantasy with you and also happy to talk about, you know, everything you've done because I'm convinced you're the Dosa Keys guy. I really am. Um, with, <laughs> no, I've, 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 as many accomplishments I've made, I have the same amount of screw up. So uh, <laughs> I've got, uh, I've, lear- I've learned a lot uh, in life, but I think you guys have a good show. Make sure you give me the link. Absolutely. Uh, uh, to the show and I'll make sure to promote it and w- let's keep awesome. a relationship going uh, love to have you guys on the podcast we're going to be doing some live shows um, and we're also actually thinking of doing a show at Ricky's uh, which is the restaurant here that John Gruden had his party at they're, they're, they listen to our shows and they like us so we're, we're really thinking of having a lot of good uh, good good things going on and oh that would be great to I'd love help to you We'd love to help you guys grow too. Uh, I'm not one of these crash and burn where I want to grind everyone to dust. I like when everyone succeeds. So uh, anything we could do for you or I could do for you, just say the word and I'll I'll do it. Anytime you need me on, just say the word and I'll I'll be on. Appreciate it, Jim. Uh, Give them real quick, give the listeners the name of your podcast and then your Twitter handle so that uh, they know where to find you at. Uh, Jim Jacks Media is my Twitter handle and our podcast. We've just created the Raiders Podcasting Network. It's at Ray, and you, you can follow us on Twitter at Raiders Podcast. And, uh, but uh, go to the uh, www.raiderpodcasting, <clears throat> Raider Podcast uh, Cast Network. Org. Right. And uh, we've just created it. We have three shows going. We also have the only female-led Raider show in the world. There you go. So, wow. So we want women followers. We, we've, uh, their shows are getting thousands of hits. The Pillaging Podcast is already a legend. We're getting uh, national recognition from uh, uh, some of the stations. So we're, we're going to, we're going to kick butt. We're yeah, that's the one well. that I heard we was really good. Friends. And, and yeah, we, we want, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was saying that he's heard that one's really good. And I just, like I said, I appreciate you coming on and and giving us that boost and just like hanging out and talking to us about football and everything else that you talked to us about because that was not what I was expecting when when Paulie told me about it. Oh, you guys, uh, life should be fun. 
uh, everyone just keep, keep it fun. Uh, make sure everyone has a good time. Everyone learns something along the way. And again, anything you guys need, uh, we want everyone to succeed. So we're going to go to the top. That's what our goal is. And anyone that wants to come with us, will take them. Man, I appreciate it, man. I'm going to come out to California and have a beer with you. Thanks, Jim. God bless, man. Oh, you, you're come out here. Your money's no good. We'll take care of you. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. Take care, guys. That was a great interview. He was, he, that that was completely awesome. blew my mind. That was not what I expected it at all. Fires and sleep labs and Ken Stabler's, you know, Hall of Fame induction. I mean, did I tell you this guy That's was good. like fire? Or I liked what, it. Man? I liked it a lot. You know, the more I got into, you know, like going into his bio and, and introducing him and just kind of letting him go, I just decided, you know what? We talk about fantasy football all the time. Yeah. Like, let him go, dude. Let, you know, let's hear it. He likes Michael Thomas and he likes Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So trade for those guys. And I like those guys too. But everything else was just like so great to just hear all the stories and everything and, and like I said I like I told you guys this week this guy's kind of a big deal and I like the inclusion like he's like he's hey we're going to the top of the mountain we want to take you with us yeah he's like yeah you know we'll promote you guys we'll help you out anything you need so that's fantastic so uh, we're going to go to Jackson and DraftKings yeah let's get back to it man well, how the hell do I follow, <laughs> do you follow that? that? I mean, I might as well just close the show and just be done off gym. I mean, that was great. I mean, that was, I mean, there's nothing, nothing more you can say. But uh, kind of back to what I was saying, just differentiate. differentiate. That's a hard word to say. Differentiate. Like, right, so try a synonym. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, Another word that sounds like I'm it? in college. I'm trying to learn. <laughs> oh, no. I messed that up. Never mind. But, uh, I mean, just, just mess with lineups. I mean, just critique. I mean. Our greatest one could be even better. I mean, just just adjust. We had some good lineups last week, guys. Um, our cash lineup didn't hit, but about half of our turn- tournament lineups that I posted hit. And um, I, and I was telling these guys before, you know, I saw you know guys bragging on paid content lineups that did hit that were 165, 170 points, yep. and we had uh, 177, 179, and 183. So I actually didn't see anybody on Twitter the last few days bragging about their lineups and- higher than any of the those three that we did. So. So we just didn't have the focus and uh, we're going to keep working on it. And uh, people did win money. And like so, you guys said, like, I mean, bankroll management, yeah. if it was me managing this by myself, I'd already be down probably 40 <laughs> or 50 bucks, you well, know, and the as way opposed that I, to right. just kind of almost breaking even. The way that I play um, one, one big week will pay for the whole year. Right. And that's what happened with this last year. I mean, so, the biggest thing like last week, uh, I mean, what happened to us, we, we had, I mean, out of the nine positions you were allotted, seven of them had double double digit points. So, I mean, we had a good lineup. It was just the guys that were going like ham we just didn't so i mean this week hey it's a new week so we're gonna we're gonna go from there um but yeah if you guys check us out on polysleepers.com on the front page scroll down um you see where it says DraftKings articles i uh, wrote a little article this uh, today uh kind of with our with our picks like who we're looking at uh at each position so just check that out i'm kind of going to skim through this real quick for you um so at the quarterback's quarterback position i'm looking at deshaun watson um 6100 he goes up against the giants um, they have yet to face a, a potent receiving core, um, but um, I mean, look, I mean, you look at it. The O line for Houston is shit. I mean, that is an understatement. Watson's been sacked seven times, um, but Watson's also ran the ball thirteen times for eighty-four yards this year. So almost like the poor man's ver- or he's the rich man's version of Tyrod Taylor when you come to building a cash game build. Um, and for sixty-one hundred going up against the Giants, I mean, sign me up. Are we going to pair him with Will Fuller like we always do? Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So I'm not going to mention Mr. Fuller, but I mean, if you go to polysleepers.com, I'm going to keep plugging away. Yeah. Go to the website, look at that, and you'll see our uh, our detailed breakdown of Fuller and all our other plays. And uh, guys, make sure you go 
show later on in the week because we're going to post here uh, probably tonight or tomorrow and then, you know, we'll make changes. So yeah. um, last week, our lineups weren't finalized till Saturday. So yeah. just wait. There's no real reason to put in your lineups now because it doesn't lock till game time and lots of things happen. Yeah, hour by hour they change. So yeah, at the running back position, the key, the key component I'm looking at is Kareem Hunt at 6,000. The implied total in Kansas City versus San Fran is 56 points. I mean, you look at I mean, everyone's going to go go play in uh, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Sammy Watkins, and Travis Kelsey. The lone man being forgotten is freaking Kareem Hunt. So you don't see this game shooting like... Uh, I see it shooting, but I mean, I, I think he's going to get more involved. I, re- okay. I really do. I mean, he, he's seen... He, I mean, so he has, far he has one target in two games. So I hope they throw him the ball a little bit. Yeah, I mean, only this year Hunt has 124 yards on the ground to go with one catch for five yards. Positive regression is coming for him, and he's going up against San Fran, who ranks third in DVOA, but 23rd in DVOA to pass catching running backs. Um, they've allowed 180 yards on the ground to the running back as well as 21 receptions for 122 yards. So if you're telling me this game's going to be high scoring, I want Kareem Hunt for that cheap discounted price. And he's and he's gone down in price, so he's 50. He's six thousand. Oh, 6,000. I'm, 6, I'm all in. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, at, at the wide receiver, at wide receiver position, uh, Paulie's going to love this. It is a Keenan Allen week. It okay. is not Melvin Gordon. <laughs> and you're probably saying, why? Like, they're playing the Rams. They have two good corners on the outside. But wait, he plays in the slot. Yeah, he feasts in the middle of the field. Yeah. He plays in the slot. He plays in the slot. I mean, they rank, uh, the Rams rank third in DVOA against wide receiver ones. Um, in one career game versus the Rams, Keenan Allen played in St. Louis against Jeff Fisher, and he went for 6, 104, and 1. Um, he has a 20, according to Pro Football Focus on their wide receiver cornerback chart, he has a 24% advantage over Nickel Roby Coleman. Um, he has six inches on him and 31 pounds as well on Coleman. Uh, I think for 7,300, he is lock and stone. Just he's a half a foot taller than the guy checking him. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, play. if you think, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, there's a good possibility of the Rams shut the Chargers out. Rivers has a three, four interception game. But, I mean, they're going to be throwing the ball if they're behind. So, and Keenan Allen will be the respectable person to be throwing to. What tight end do we like this week, man? The tight end I'm going against or going for is Trey Boo Boo. You like Trey Burton? Trey Burton at 3,900. The Cardinals ranked 28th in DVOA to the tight end position. Um, He has been targeted 10 times in a total of two weeks. I mean, if you watch some of the some of the games, I mean, Mitch Trubisky looks like very hesitant to even throw the ball. I mean, they want. I mean, I think Mac Nagy's going to unleash him going against a crappy, crappy Cardinals defense. Um, I mean, you for thirty nine hundred, you need what eight nine points just I like to make the play. I like the play, and he's you know been devalued because he's had a couple off weeks, but yep. he's going to be the cornerstone of that offense. Yep. And like you said, they're going to want to unleash it. They're going to want to show everybody what they can do. Um, so I like that play. What about we talked about the defense? Are yep. we still on the same defense? Yeah, we're still on the same defense. I mean, I think the two the two most popular plays this week will be the Vikings and Jags. But I mean, we want to give you something different. We are a different podcast. We are a different group of people, and we want to help you win. The defense we're looking at for savings to pay up at the wide receiver, at the at the quarterback, at the running back. That's the Cowboys. The Cowboys pay, or play the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. But like you're probably saying, dude, Russell Wilson might just have one of those games. They're they're zero two right now. But at 2200 you are paying for sacks. 
Russell Wilson has been sacked 12 times this year. And what is the strongest part of the Dallas defense? Their defensive line. So if they get you five sacks and allow a couple points and a couple yards, you're still making positive points. So, I mean, that's it's, all you need at 2,200. It's not going to take much for them to to score what we need them to score. I mean, nope. at 2,200, we want them to get, what, six points? You need six points. So, six points, 6.5, 6.7. But I, I think mean, it's a great contrarian play. I mean, um, there are people that are starting to get on this play, though. There's been a lot of traction on Dallas yeah. defense this week. But on your cash lineups, we're not worried about ownership. No. When I do my GPP tournaments, I have to worry about ownership. And there's been a lot of traction, so I might kind of fade off of them just because a lot of people are going to play them. I think a lot of people like that price. Yep. Um, so everything else is going to be on the website, guys. Yeah, everything. Yep. And um, just like I said, check in, uh, you know, this week and then check in later on for changes because there's going to be there's a lot of injuries we talked about earlier. So there's going to be a lot of value plays based on injuries. Um, that's why we smashed. On I mean, we, didn't, we didn't lock in our cash game lineup until Saturday afternoon. Yeah. I mean, so many different things changes, but just check our Twitter, Polly Sleepers. Um, check our website, polysleepers.com. Check Juice in the Morning on Twitter. I mean, we have so much covered and so much like we can help you guys out. So just check us out. And we'll, we'll, we'd love to help you. And Jackson runs the website for me. So like when you go in there, you like it. It's got all of our old podcasts. It's still got our rankings from this year. Um, you know, he's he's done all that for me. So because uh, I am inept. Um, <laughs> I think next we're going to talk about um, some rough starts here with John. And um, some players you might be worried about. Are yeah. they welcome to Dropsville yet? Yeah. Are they welcome to Dropsville or are we holding on and not worrying about some of these slow starts? What do you say, John? Um, so one of the... Uh, first ones I want to go over is Adrian Peterson. Um, he started out really strong the first week. This last week he um, put up a dud. He is looking to have kind of a bounce back week. I think uh, the Green Bay Packers run defense is ranked around the bottom of the league. So there's going to be that um, with Aaron Rodgers being hobbled. You never know how that's going to be. The Washington Redskins defense I think is underrated. Um, they do a really good job um, all around. So I think if the Washington Redskins defense can, you know, keep Aaron Rodgers bottled up, then Adrian Peterson can, you know, get the volume that he needs to be productive here in fantasy. So I, I have a positive outlook on Adrian Peterson here. So um, he's gonna he's gonna keep being good, but he had a he had a good first couple weeks. He had a good first, first week, one good. week. I thought the second week was he. Oh yeah, Colts kind of shut him down a little bit. Yeah. He, he, I think he put up one or two points fantasy wise. So yeah, the Colts shut him down big time. He, In he other horrible. terms, he shit the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you think he's going to keep going? I think up, that though. if if this game plays out to where the Redskins get up early, I think that um, Adrian Peterson can get that volume he needs to be relevant in fantasy. Yeah, because he like wears people out. Like you, you know, I don't think he's any different now than he used to be in that aspect. Right. If they get behind though then Adrian Peterson's not going to be a viable option they're going to have to start throwing in Chris Thompson's going to be the guy alright who else we got um, LaShawn McCoy is been terrible so far are, we, are, are you ready to drop him if you own him in a league I don't know if I would drop him I, he'd definitely be stashed on my bench right now especially with the injury that he has coming up and just how terrible the bills are um, they have to find somebody I else expect to, him to be this bad yeah, I thought they were going to be better than they are. I mean, they're that bad. Vontae Davis retired at halftime. <laughs> the Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, was benched almost at halftime. Um, they brought in the who's the head coach there? 
uh, McDermott, he called defensive plays. For the How rest do you of the bench game. your defensive coordinator? <laughs> I, didn't know that was a, I didn't know that was an option. I didn't know it was an option to just stop playing football in the middle of the game either. And people were like, oh, did you read his article? You know, he was mentally torn and he's had these injuries and that's worn him down. And you just don't understand him. I'm like, yeah, but you don't quit in the middle of a game. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a bad, um, you know, McCoy to me is, is definitely worriesville. You can't drop him. There's no value in a trade unless you find a Bills fan somewhere. Somebody offered me him, and I was like, no. No, yeah, people were trying to trade him big time. It's just, unfortunately, you just have to put him down on the bottom of your waivers and hope that he gets healthy and and, and the, the rookie starts clicking on the offense, but I would be worried. Yeah, it's kind of kind of goes along with the same thing that Jim Jack said earlier when he was talking. you got to look at the state of the team, and that team is just garbage. So, LaShawn McCoy is not going to be able to do anything. Right. He may have one good week out of the next and that's, a, that's another thing that I thought just thinking about LaShawn McCoy when somebody offered me him in a trade is like, you know, he, he might still be a good player, but if he's the only good player on the team, he can't, I mean, he's not going to be able to, he's not going to be able to beat 10 men in the box or 11 guys in the box kind of yeah. thing. Well, when we think about fantasy football and I tweeted this out the other day, the next time McCoy goes off and it'll be sometime in the next month, he's going to go off on your bench. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bills are so bad. They're looking to bring Matt Thurman Thomas. And he's 52 years old. (laughs) Anyways, okay, so who's the next guy? Um, I have somebody that kind of can give you some worry is Julio Jones this week. He he was out of practice today. Um, They didn't disclose whether it was a Veterans Day off or whether it was some sort of nagging injury. So keep an eye on his injury status. Um, It This weekend could be a blow-up weekend for him. I mean, they're playing against New Orleans, so it could be a shootout. You never know. Very uh, easily could be a shootout. Yeah, but you don't want to start Julio Jones and then figure out Sunday morning that he, that he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. So and if he's if he's out, out, you play Sanu. I think yeah. Sanu. I mean, people, yeah. people are going to grab or people navigate will grab to, Calvin Ridley to Calvin Ridley and Austin Hooper, but you play Sanu. I think Julio's fine. He's always managing some lower body injury, yeah. and, and you're right. I saw that today, too. We don't know if it was Veterans Day off or an injury. It's probably a little bit of both. I think Julio's going to be fine. I think the problem is Marshawn Lattimore, yeah. um, the uh, last year's rookie for New Orleans that um, just shut everybody down last year, including Julio. I mean, I, I can't remember the game log, but Julio's had a soft game against Marshawn, maybe yeah. like five for 60. So yeah. um, the injury wouldn't worry me as much as you know that game's going to shoot but it might not shoot in his direction because that cornerback is just so good yep Yep. and then the uh, last person that I think you should be like really worried about if you have Alex Smith starting in your team I would bench him Um, the Packers actually have the ninth pick up Fitz Magic I mean that's a good that's a good uh, callback on your early segment that you had with the waiver ads yeah um, Alex Smith is he's playing the ninth rated cover defense this week so um I mean, he's not that great, in my opinion, anyway. So, um, playing against a really good coverage opponent, I don't, I don't think that he's a good play this week. So, John, thank you for selling me that. I have Alex Smith and Andy Dalton on my team for my fantasy, so I'm going to play Dalton now. I think that's a good. I think that's a good call. And since he plays who? Carolina. Oh yeah, that's a good play. Yep, <clears throat> that's a good play. Right on, man. Thanks. Um, thank you for sharing those trouble players. If they're if they're on your team. 
keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Just keep an eye out for those guys. And like I said, man, pick up Fitzmagic. I don't know. I just like him. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, The wide receiver cornerback matchups, Jax, what do we got going on this week? I know we've talked a lot about all these guys already, but is there anything that sticks out to you for the wide receiver cornerback? So we go to Pro Football Focus and we get that this stat and this is who has the best advantages. So kind of to just, I mean, I'm going to quickly go through it. The best matchup of the week is, is Pittsburgh with Antonio Brown going against Ryan Smith of Tampa Bay. But even I mean, though the Pittsburgh team might be uh, imploding. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, what, what sucks, you look, I look at this chart and I see so many different people that are playing on Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. Those aren't options for us in daily yeah. fantasy. So it's like, damn, this is going to be boring because I would be targeting freaking Juju. I'd be targeting Antonio, Golden Tate, freaking Jarvis Landry, but I can't. Um, so kind of just to help you guys out with your daily stuff, um, AJ Green has the second best matchup. And if you also go through on polysleepers.com, look at our look at our article we wrote today. Um, he's written up in our piece. Um, goes up against James Bradbury um, at a 53% advantage. Um, Bradbury is three inches shorter. Um, and also runs a significant um, slower 40 yard. So, so what would be the, like when you talk about that percentage real quick, because the people that are following may not yep. know that is a 50 is what's, what's a good percentage. Yeah, 53, like 25 like, is good. Yeah. Good. So I mean, 53 is like out of this world. Good. Yeah. It's, it's the, how they, with how John, a bunch of his colleagues at pro football focus on they grade players, they put it all in a pool. I don't know how you guys calculate over there, but I mean, um, it just graded out kind of like what they've done this season, who they face so far. Um, but I mean, your top three are Antonio Brown, AJ Green and DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, arguably those could be, I mean, per se, right. top three in the league and, I mean, how you view them. Um, but, I mean, A.J. Green's in a smash spot according to this chart. Um, the other person that you could play possibly on um, Sunday in DFS would be Emmanuel Sanders. Now, you might be saying – I like Emmanuel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been he's been straight balling out in the slot. But, I mean, you might look at, hey, they're playing Baltimore. Hey, it's going to be a lower scoring game. But who plays in the slot for Cincinnati and just blew them up? Tyler Boyd. He went for nine. Nine for 85 or and, something. And a, and a touchdown. And a touch. yep. I mean, straight killed him. And I mean, Emmanuel Sanders has a true connection with Case Keenum. So, I mean, if you're looking for a contrarian play, that means like just I like out it. of this world, like, hey, that's a bad matchup. But according to the data, it is Go not. Go for it. At 6,400, like play Emmanuel Sanders all day I like long. It. And slot player was like in our first yeah. episode yep. last year, we Talking talked to it. Jax, to Juice about, you know, just follow these slot guys. And it's something that you don't see as often. It's just staring everybody right in the face. But the slot players are taking over the league right now. If yep. you see the top wide receivers, Michael Thomas has caught 28 of his 30 targets so far this year. 93% catch rate. He's just blowing Jesus. up. Yep. Juju is blowing up. You know I love Cooper Cup, yep. who's doing well. Cooper he plays Cup out won, me my, won me my matchup week one. They put Golden Tate in the slot last year, and he's had just great success ever since they put him in there. Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, Adam Thielen. So these are viable players, and that's why, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the, on the other end, I mean, on, the, on this chart, you're going to have your positives, and you're going to have your negatives. Um, some people, you might not want to play, uh, even for your season-long and daily fantasy stuff. Um, Corey Davis, he goes up against Jacksonville. He'll be facing A.J. Boyer. Um, he has a negative 22 percent disadvantage um i mean with with so much uh murkiness over there with the quarterback and the running game um stay away from Corey davis 
Haven't we wanted to stay away from Corey Davis all this year, though? Yeah, I, I did not rank him high. I don't like that team. I don't think LaFleur Lef- is going to get that team together. No, um, they, don't, they don't even have the right quarterback. I mean, the people are saying they don't have the right quarterback. Yeah, uh, Mariota's shoulder um, is hurt, and he didn't play last week. Or, I don't know, they, they play both of them. I think right. Lane Gabbert threw the ball like 20 yeah. times. The best quarterback in that game was Kevin Bur- or Bayard Beard. Yeah, he, Kevin Bird. Yeah, safety through the touchdown pass. Yeah, and that team is just not good. I mean, I said that... Uh, uh, Derek Henry is way too highly ranked. That Mariota is way too highly ranked. I liked Dion Lewis, and I still do because I think you're going to have to dump the ball off. But yep. he didn't have a very good week last week. But I totally agree with that. And yeah, I think Corey Davis is an amazing player in a bad spot in a bad right. offense. So is that is that the uh, wide receiver cornerback? Yeah, matchups? I mean, out of the gist, I mean, your your yeah. great guys have grid matchups. So I mean, that was the most predominant player that has the uh, worst matchup. So and if you want to see, questions? yeah, if you want to see, if you want to see this broken down a lot more, go to polysleepers.com. And then uh, we got a couple of listener questions that I want to just run through really quick. Um, now, when Juice gives me the questions, I don't, he never gives me a preview. No, so definitely not. I have some questions to answer too, but Juice is going to uh, throw a few at me that I don't, uh, I don't have any pre-knowledge of. So we, so we just talked about uh, Manuel Sanders. Uh, this is from Paul Schroyer from uh, the pointless discussions podcast he's actually a, a lot more avid fantasy football player than i expected he's been listening along to the podcast yep. and really interacting with us um he asks who should i start kenny stills from miami against oakland or emmanuel sanders from denver against baltimore well we just answered that yeah, Manny sanders, i think then. you're going to emmanuel yeah. sanders all yep. day there paul I, I love i love stills and he had an off week last week i think he's the best uh, yeah. Wide receiver on that team, but Emmanuel Sanders is on a he's yeah. in a different tier. Yeah, but so, even absolutely, Kenny still has a bad matchup going against the former Colt Rashad Melvin in Oakland. Okay, so, so yeah, so the matchup says no. Everything says no. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. Last one. This is uh, from R. Wilson, who's also in our listener league. If you're drafting today in redraft, which round would you draft David Johnson? Uh, he's asking us that because we drafted David Johnson in the listener league, I think. <laughs> Didn't we? Yeah, we yeah, did. I got a four-letter word. I'm going to keep it, gonna keep it <laughs> off the chart. Um, yeah, because he's asking that because uh, um, uh, Jax and I drafted him in the first round. And actually, Jim Jax said earlier, like, you know, that was a bad play. So yeah. we probably made a bad play there. We still have a really good team. but He's not uh, He's not a bad player. That's the problem. It's just like, a he, tough he, spot. He's just he, in a bad he, spot. He's in a tough spot. The freaking... Uh, the... Mike McCoy is the offensive coordinator over there. I think he literally like borrowed John Fox's like play guy, yeah. how to call an offense. I mean, they're not even giving any targets to David Johnson, and that's what he's that's good what at. That's what he's good at, yeah. The so. answer, Wilson, is probably uh, late in the third round, you bastard. <laughs> um, that's keeping it clean. <laughs> uh, John Basket is asking if he should trade um, – um, Breeze and uh, Rashad Penny for Alex Smith and Chris Thompson. And uh, I think, you know, you could stream quarterback, so I'm fine giving away Breeze because Penny is really not startable right now. Chris Thompson can be like a very high end running back two this year. So I say stream quarterbacks and take that trade. Um, Tyson wants to know, should he trade Zeke for Michael Thomas? Yes. And I think we've answered that question. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But all, all um, depends on who he has on his he, team though. He did say 
who else he had, and okay. it was it was fine. Okay. I, I didn't if write you have it down. enough depth to trade like yeah. an all star, like a, a, a badass running back. Yeah, like for a really good receiver, you just have to have really good depth at your running back position. To Absolutely. Do that. He answered. He he did say that. I didn't write it down, but um, it was enough depth that I was fine giving out Zeke. Um, and then um, um, Jeremy wants to know: Do I play George Kittle or uh, Disley this week? Um, Jack, I'm gonna let you answer that. Yeah, George Kittle. That's the. That's uh, another guy written up. So if you go to, like I said, keep plugging away. Go Holy Sleepers. sleepers. <laughs> and he, George Kittle's written up. He actually has the seventh uh, best matchup, according to Pro Football Focus, on the uh, tight end. They have a tight end safety chart, like matchup chart. It's <laughs> nice. actually pretty badass. Um, but Kittle, um, I would definitely play him. But I mean, other than that, like even on like, the daily fantasy part, his price went up significantly from last week. He shit the bet on us, and everyone's going to fade off of him. Play him again and going against Kansas City. Only problem is Eric Berry looks to be back. So, I mean, if there's any coverage coming down on him to Kittle, it might be a little issue, but Garoppolo's going to have to throw to somebody and Goodwin doesn't look like he's going to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, basically, I wanted to run down through the Listener League real quick because all the guys that are in the Listener League definitely pay attention to the podcast. And I wanted to say that I think it was a uh, comeback to reality week for the uh, for the guys that are in the uh on the podcast playing against the rest of the teams because last uh, week one we just destroyed we destroyed everybody nobody was even close to Polly sleepers yeah, Polly and, sleepers and, juice and in the morning juice both destroyed week one and we both lost yeah. week two week two was a comeback to earth but I, I really think week two was that week two slump that happens a lot in uh, just the normal just the NFL football season week one comes out everybody's ready to fire ready to go um, you got a lot of good matchups uh, where as week two sometimes it just I, Week two, when I was watching football on Sunday, was like, well, this guy's going to fucking score because nobody knows who his name is. This guy's going to score because we've never seen him touch the ball all year. This fullback's going to run in a touchdown. Like It was just, just fucking one of those frustrating. Weeks. That's the way yeah. it goes. It goes every year. There's at least one or two weeks that are like that because teams are game planning yeah. against each other. And they're like, oh, well, you guys haven't ever seen this guy, so we're going to use him. It's just it's the way it goes. It's going to be okay. Our teams are good. I think my team is solid. I think I've still got a really good chance of winning. But, uh, you know, listeners league we still do have openings for sponsorships so if anybody listening knows anybody that's in, interested in getting some sponsorships on the podcast just hit us up because we're going to be able to uh, get a good prize pot for the winner which is probably going to be me anyways um thank god jo- jo- josh gordon's on the show he just heard pot <laughs> i told uh <laughs> I, mean, just saying. I, I told jackson I, I after we lost i told him I, I think i forgot to tell you that dan barlow who beat us this week is like my nemesis in fantasy football <laughs> um he's been in the uh league of record with me uh russian roulette and his his success rate against me is is a solid 75 percent so um I, I had a bad feeling when i saw the matchup with dan and and damn it he 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 uh, won again, and we we made a big mistake. And I hope we're not doing the same thing with the Dallas defense on uh, DraftKings this week. But we played the road defense, and we played the road Thursday defense. Ooh. So we played that Baltimore matchup against Cincinnati, and good God, Cincinnati just came out and the three touchdowns in a row. Yeah, and what AJ, AJ Green. Green had like four catches and, and, <laughs> and five catches, like, like ninety yards. And Dan is just breaking the laughing emoji. <laughs> I know on our He's text, just hammering it. just hammering it because I mean he knew it too. I knew he was going to beat me. He knew he was going to beat me. Um, also, there was a trade this week. Um, Wilson, like he says, he rents play 
players for a week. Yeah, um, I don't know about that. I don't know about that strategy. It's a bold move, Cotton. We we we'll traded off for him. <laughs> we Great traded movie. for Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, uh, and we traded away um, the Baltimore dude, uh, Buck Allen. Buck Allen. Okay. Yeah. So we had Alex Collins and Buck Allen. So uh, you know, I got we got Buck Allen thinking you know um, Dixon was hurt. So just in case yeah. Collins got hurt, that Buck would be a good pickup. But even though that McCoy's been doing so bad, we kind of need running back depth. And I thought I would definitely trade LaShawn McCoy for Buck Allen. Oh yeah, so absolutely. I clicked the OK button on that. But um, he he sends out trades I think on the hour. Yep. So um, I know you've gotten a hundred of them. Um, the the other team that's really really good. Do you have the matchups pulled yeah. up there? Um, uh, Jersey Shore, I think. Um, I think I mentioned it the day we drafted. I think I mentioned it last. Yeah, week. he has a good team. Yeah, he does. Like, is he? What's his projection this week? One fourteen, and he's got Stafford starting, Kenyon Drake, Deion Lewis, Odell Beckham Jr., Stephon Diggs, Zach Ertz, Schuster, and New England's defense so, on his bench. He has uh, Leonard Fournette, Wentz, Devin Funchess, Doxon, Tarek Cohen, and. Cassius Clay, I'm guessing. No, it's not Cassius. No, Charles Clay. Clay. Charles Clay. <laughs> He's got a uh, the Buffalo Bills probably could use Cassius Clay. Yeah, right now. absolutely. Um, but he'll probably be starting Leonard Fournette. Um, it, it, you know, uh, I unless think, he's hurt. I think um, Jeff Jeff is undefeated and Josh is undefeated. There's three. There's three and Dan is undefeated. Teams. And those are all the other Russian roulette guys that are in our league. Right. So Russian roulette. We're going to get them some losses. Don't worry about represent, it. Represent. Except for me, I'm one and one. All the other guys, they're all really happy. They were like, raise your hand if you're two and oh. Right. Um, so we definitely wanted to spend some time talking about the listener league. I got some a crap. middle finger emoji. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got some crap last week for not talking about it enough. And, and, and later on in the year when we have more to talk about we're gonna have all these guys call in um so they could talk about you know different trades and how they're yeah i don't want to hear i want to hear how they feel about the whole thing um i want to say we're getting into uh hour and 30 so let's do this nfl rapid fire blitz Oh yeah, man. Um, so we're gonna go over um, some of the games. I have segment gonna do music it. for this next time. We're gonna do it a lot faster we than like a, we, we did. Like a uh, Chris Berman. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, like the two minute drill. Yes. Christian McCaffrey is going to catch a hundred balls this year. Devin Funchess is the guy with Greg Olson out seven for seventy seven last week. I told everybody to pick him up. Cam is Cam. He took a hell of a shot last week. Uh, took a really big hit and was in like two plays later. Like always happens with Cam. Um, those are the guys to have there for sure. Atlanta, um, Tevin Coleman, the IU boy, is the guy to play with Freeman out. Um, talked about it on Twitter last week. Got some shit for playing Coleman, and uh, um, everybody was really quiet when I was like, how many yards does he have? 100, 120, 140? <laughs> um, so Tevin Coleman was a great DraftKings play. Uh, Matt Ryan is fine. Um, he did much better. He was a great DraftKings play last week, too. Um, looked very good in the red zone. Unfortunately, not to Julio. He threw to Austin Hooper and Calvin Ridley. Um, but Calvin Ridley, it was fun to see him get his first NFL touchdown. Um, the Chargers, um, Josh's take on the Chargers is Melvin Gordon will finish number one. We're going to do our hot takes later, but Josh Miller's is Melvin Gordon is going to be the number one fantasy football running back this year, and it's not out of the realm of possibility at all. It looks like it's going to be him or Todd Gurley. Austin Eckler is a flex play from this point forward until I tell you otherwise. Um, Minnesota needs a freaking kicker, like always, 
and that's all we're going to talk about kickers. There was some kicker news this week, and we're not going to talk about it. Minnesota got Dan Bailey. <laughs> so, so, keep going. Yeah. Um, you know, Cousins is the guy there. Uh, 425 yards and four touchdowns last week. Um, did great. Um, he's hitting up Diggs and Thielen. Thielen in the slot. Um, Cook got a little stinger, got a little hurt there, but um, he looks like he's going to be back. I still say Lat Murray is a great stash. Uh, I told everybody to draft him. He hasn't done anything yet, but I think Lat Murray, Lat Murray is a stash uh, if you draft him like I told you to. Keep him. Um, and and Diggs and Thielen, both monsters. I mean, that catch that, D, that Thielen had on the sideline, did you see that one in the tight window, triple coverage? I mean, it was there was literally the, the window was a ball. That was the window, and it just went right to him. It was amazing. Um, the Bills, there is nothing to talk about. Um, Green Bay, uh, Rodgers, uh, you know, we talked about it. You know, he said today this injury could cause some more um, damage. So that's something to think about. When a player says, if I keep playing, I'm going to hurt myself more, um, that's something we need to think about. Right now, he's fine to play. Um, Jimmy Graham got back on track, six catches for 95 yards. So, um, you know, Rodgers does throw to his tight end. Um, they need a spark. Like I said, Jamal Williams is going to be their running back right now, not Aaron Jones. They're secondary. Um, John might disagree, but I think it's as bad as it ever was. They gave up uh, an awful lot of yards last week. John, uh, you said their secondary was better this year. What happened last week? 400 yards, four touchdowns? For the Packers? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not really sure where they gave up most of their yards as far as their... Um I can pull that up here. But the biggest thing was like the biggest thing with the Packers last week, they had there was a roughing the passer on um, Clay Matthews. And I mean, it completely derailed the team. And then Stefan Diggs goes off. Adam Thielen goes off. I mean, it was a complete derailment. They that said was, like it was also an overtime game too. So. Yeah, it was. Yeah. was and they tied. Time. It was. It was. Um, Cleveland's defense is good. Um, you can't trust anybody in the running game. Um, look, Jarvis Landry. If he doesn't play, Antonio Callaway is a play this week. Um, I told everybody on Twitter at the last minute to play him for three thousand last week, and he had uh, three for eighty-one and a touchdown. Antonio Callaway is a deep league pickup. Nailed it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, New Orleans, is their defense going to get better? It did look like it got a little better last week. We thought that game was going to shoot. It didn't. Kamara had a quiet 99 yards. I was also saying, what's his floor? Is it 17 or 18 points? And he got 17 or 18 points. Michael Thomas, 28 catches in his first two games. It's amazing. He's already broke the record for receptions for the first two years, and now he's at a 93% catch rate. Um, New England, Inunua is the guy. uh, Trusted rookie target target right there um any given week the the running backs could flip uh, between uh Bilal Powell and Crowell so that's going to be a hard one to call it's going to be game script more passing is going to be Bilal if they do get up in a game like they did um, week one it's going to be Crowell uh, Miami there's not much to talk about other than that they're better than everybody thought they were going to be they're 2-0 their defense looks good I think they're a good defense to stream this week I like the idea of streaming Miami this week and I like the idea of streaming Cleveland this week if you need defensive help um, just unfortunately there's not much to talk about fantasy 
fantasy wise. I like Kenny Stills. You guys know that, but yep. their rookie Mike Jacecki isn't getting going for their tight end. Their running backs are splitting time. Kenny and Drake owners are just pissed absolutely off. Yeah. pissed off because Frank Gore, as we all know as Colts fans, is Frank Gore. Um, he's the little engine that could, or I guess the big engine because he's not a <laughs> he's small the old guy. engine that could. Um, there's some teams that have really bad defenses that you're going to want to uh, be real happy to play your guys against, and Kansas City is one of them. Um, Mahomes is just uh, breaking um, everything right now. He looks amazing, so their offense is amazing, and their defense sucks. That's really good for fantasy. So is Pittsburgh, and so is Detroit. These are high-powered offenses with horrible defenses. That's what you want for fantasy. Um so Juju right now is uh, playing very well over AB, but AB has got like number two in the league in targets. So Antonio Brown will be fine. Um, Connor is not game script dependent. So I think Connor is a fantastic start from this point uh, until we say otherwise. The tight end position is hard to pick. I mean, we thought Vance McDonald came back last week and that he's who they traded for with uh, 49ers. And he's much better, much more athletic than Jesse James. But I think he got hurt and Jesse James had like eight five catches. Five for five for 138 and one. Jesus. Yeah, five for 138 and one. But that's why I'm not telling anybody to pick him up because they want Vance McDonald donald to be the guy and i don't think he hurt himself that bad so i'm just hesitating telling anybody to go pick up jesse james because next week he could get one catch and it could be vance mcdonald so i think that's a i think that's a trap that's a trap i put admiral akbar on the twitter um i think jesse james is a trap we call him that outlaw jesse james do you Um, think you think he's a trap yeah. Okay. I just I didn't know if you think he's a trap. Because <laughs> I, mean, I said it five times. Uh, Philly, um, Ertz will be fine, uh, especially with uh, Wentz throwing him the ball. They need wide receivers badly. They signed Jordan Matthews today. Um, Got to watch this Ajahi injury. My pickup of the week is uh, is Corey Clement, especially if Ajahi sits. Their secondary can be attacked. Ty Hilton's a great play this week too. Uh, Tampa Bay Fitz is also breaking the league right now. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he's a play, and um, we'll talk about him more in a minute. I know we're wrapping up, um, but we've got one more thing to say about him, and because uh, I think we're going to get into our hot takes, and we're going to kind of finish up with that. Is that is that what we're? Oh doing? yeah, absolutely. So everybody, it is time for some hot takes from your boys. <laughs> yeah, I made that about five minutes before you guys got here, just to let you know. The hot takes uh, drop. I like it. I like it. So we're all going to give our hot takes. Takes um, on uh, on what's happening in fantasy football. J- Jackson, do you want to start? Yeah. So my hot take: Josh Gordon will finish the year as a top five wide receiver in yards and touchdowns. I believe the hype. In 2013, Josh blew up the league with 159 targets, 87 receptions, 1600 yards, and I blanked on the touchdowns. Well, that's pretty bad. But did he you was have a, double digits, right? He had double digits touchdowns. Weren't you so. still carrying a lunchbox, Jackson, when he did that? <laughs> what, what year was that? That would have been 2013. So 2013. I was graduating high school. Oh, okay. I was buying my sub sandwich from the deli line at Greenwood. Okay. But he was only 23, 22 at the time, catching balls from Brian Hoyer, Jason Campbell, and Brandon Whedon. Now he goes to arguably, I'm not, I'm not a Patriots fan, the greatest quarterback of all time in this modern era. I mean, just call it like you see it. Yep. Um, Josh Gordon is the 2.0 version of Randy Moss. He could do it. He could I definitely mean, do it. I was giving you shit, but he could definitely yeah. do it. And um, Moss's first year with New England, had the, he was he was 30 when he went to New England. Yes, he went over there in, in the offseason, but he had he was 30 years old. He had 160 targets, 98 receptions, 1,400 yards, and 20 
three touchdowns. In 51 career games with the Patriots, he had 259 receptions, 3,900 yards, and 50 touchdowns. Jesus. Do you want to know who leads the team with New England right now with receptions? Can you take a guess? James White. Nope. It's not James White? Not James White. Oh, man, I would have put money on that. Nope. Okay, well then just go ahead and fucking Philip tell me. Dor- Damn. Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett. Oh, wow. So you're telling me, you're giving me Josh Gordon at 25 years old, 26, 27, I don't give a shit how old he is, with Tom Brady. Sign me up. All right. Let's hot go. take alert. All right, let's, let's go. go. What about you, John? Uh, my hot take is that the Browns' defense is definitely valuable in fantasy right now. They have... I think they're leading the league in turnovers, and they have three touchdowns in two weeks. Jesus. um, I mean, they scored nine points in fantasy last week. If you're looking for a defensive pickup, I mean, the Browns' defense is doing everything that you want out of a fantasy defense. Yeah, and who do they play this week? not winning games, but... The Jets at home and the rookie quarterback. So Let's go. I love that play. I do. I I said that they were a stream, but if you like to stream uh, defenses and you pick one up and they're a play for a while, sometimes they could just turn into a play for you for the rest of the year. I love that take, man. Just ride them out like your ex-girlfriend. The other thing about that is (laughs) those two offenses that they were playing the last two weeks are the Steelers and the the New Orleans Saints are yeah, both so great high, offenses, high flying offenses. So yeah. wow, they're causing turnovers. They're scoring points. So uh, they're definitely irrelevant. Honestly, player. haven't heard that. They looked really good in the preseason, and I, I, I was saying I was watching one of the games with one of my buddies. I said, "Man, if they keep this up, they're going to be a good defense." And their pass rush is unreal. They, I mean, unreal. They're still going to probably lose with positive, you know, turnover differentials right. like they always do. They're but we're talking six. about, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about fantasy. So that's an excellent take. Uh, um, I'm going to go and let you close it yeah. out. So my take, and I said this after week one on Twitter, archived. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is taking over that job in Tampa Bay. I, give me Fitz magic. Mm-hmm. He's taking over that job. And it, it's not as hot of a take that he's done it twice, th- twice. But I said this after week one. So many people gave me shit and was like, oh, you're you're crazy, Jameis Winston, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? I think that, that they have squandered their opportunity to have a, an amazing team with Winston. I think that, that, that his time is done. And Fitz has been a great journeyman, but he's proven that he can be a good quarterback. When he was with the Jets and they had Brandon Marshall and... and uh, Eric Decker with no running game. He straight balled <laughs> He straight balled out, out and, and he's not afraid and he's definitely got the swag right now and they love him. I think it's time and, and I think Cutter said um, before the season started that it's not necessarily his job when he comes back and people were like, well, they just want to keep him hungry. No, I think they're going to keep serious. his ass on yeah. the bench, especially if the guy keeps doing it. Now they do have, a, they've got a good matchup this week, but then they've got a tough schedule. So yeah. I, I think that for the time being, um, I do not expect Jameis Winston to be out there week four, week five, week six i'm telling you guys if fitz keeps balling out this is his team and he has elevated this whole and they've got no running game so if you like fantasy football and you want to play chris godwin or deshaun jackson oj howard or if you drafted mike evans you're going to be fine because they've got no running game and uh so that's my hot take fitz magic is the starter for the bucks this year magic has put Jameis winston behind a public selling crab legs and now he's out of a job (laughs) yeah end of story yeah and i reposted it i said hey guys i'm not 
going to at anybody, but all you guys that were hating last week, you know, why don't you step up and let's, you know, start this conversation again. Crickets. He, just, he pulled so many fans with that post-conference. I loved Outfit. it. Dude, the chest, we need to, someone needs to come here next. You can do it because you have a damn good beard. <laughs> Wear a freaking track jacket. Just little, yeah. I mean, John could do uh, a Fitzmagic. You could, but that's your Halloween costume. To right me, there. he didn't gain fans uh, as much on that as he did by throwing for four touchdowns two yeah, weeks in a row. Right. Jesus Christ. So, Juice, what's your hot take? My hot take is uh, also going to follow in uh, John's footsteps, but it's a different defense, and I'm going to be called a homer for this, but I think the Colts defense is going to come away with... I want to say three, but I'm just going to go two. They're going to go two turnovers, and they're going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Just saying it right now, and I think that it's going to be a defense that you're going against uh, Carson Wentz, who's coming back off the injury. Yeah. And I think that uh, they that got game's going to be a chess match. They got after the quarterback last week, and it's the Colts defense is is somebody that I wanted to draft uh, when I was watching preseason, but then I saw them. <laughs> kind of the last game for the preseason saw him get ripped so I was like oh, I'm not going to really pick him up but uh, there's somebody that I'm thinking about picking up against uh, you know the rest of the rest of the year and the, the so win- are you going to start him in, in any of your leagues it's it's a possibility it just depends on who's playing who the I matchups mean, and everything because the, Col- strategy the Colts the Colts yeah. don't ha- the Colts are not owned very much so that's what I'm saying you I'm can go- pick him up I and play him if you want to put your money where your mouth is I think I'm going to do it I'm going to do it so I'm going to go for it I'm going to the hot take they're going to have two turnovers they're going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles the Colts defense is actually graded out really well Uh, the Colts run defense is graded out really well so far this year for pro football focus and uh, you know they're going to have to lean on Carson Wentz if they they want to keep this game you know interesting Hmm. they're they're not going to be able to lean on the running game they're going to have to have Carson Wentz drop back and he's going to have to throw the ball so you you heard it here first I'm going to call it right now if the Eagles win this game it is not because of Zach Ertz it is not because of Clory Clement it is not because of Nelson Aguilar. It is because of Dallas Goddard. Dallas he Goddard. will freaking, if they use him right, the two tight end system like they like to do in Philadelphia with Doug Peterson, Dallas Goddard will destroy Malik Hooker and Clayton Gathers. All right. Just saying. We'll Hot see. take number two. We'll see. Hot take now. You got, you got two. That's no fair. <laughs> it is time for some hot takes. <laughs> That's awesome. Boys. <laughs> All right, but once again, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys coming in and uh, doing the podcast with us. And uh, I just want Polly to tell everybody where to find you because I don't know if we've heard uh, polysleepers.com enough. Guys, polysleepers.com, you got to go. Um, we're giving DraftKings advice. Um, if you want to play DraftKings, you only have to put 10 bucks in there. There's free. There's two free games this week. So just click on the filter for free. If You, you can put money in there and you don't even have to bet money. You can put money in there and just play for free. I mean, uh, we won five bucks for uh, juice on week one in a free contest against like 600,000 people. Um, but also, um, you know, check it back later in the week. You know, the, the lineups and, and players that are posted are, is very fluid. Um, also, if you enjoy fantasy football to whatever level, you know, moderate to, you know, geeked the fuck up like I am, um, go to Twitter and follow at Polly Sleepers. The account's blowing up. 850 followers as of today. We've only been active for about six weeks. And um, there's a lot of people in the community that I talk with a lot and we bounce shit off of each other. We do polls. We do, you know, should I trade this guy? Should I pick up this guy? Um, you know, uh, all kinds of fun stuff with fantasy 
fantasy football. If you enjoy it, um, Twitter, it's it's 24-7. And when Paulie's not selling a car, he is tweeting about football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm on, I'm on there a lot. So anyway, uh, we're wrapping up, and uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Good luck, guys. Get Fight some on. For Jackson Mears, John Marchbanks, and Paulie's Sleepers and Juice of the Morning, have a good week, ladies and gentlemen, and win your fuck fucking football leagues. Jits, 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 jits,